And so um, without any further ado, we're going to pass it over um, to Brother David in Uganda. Are you here with us, David? Yes, I am. Uh, Praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord. Good evening, friends. Um, Greetings from Kampala, Uganda. Yes, my name is David Sepuya. I'm a a teacher of the Word of God. I'm an intercessor uh, with a number of intercessory ministries, intercessors for Uganda. That's the national uh, intercessory ministry, Rainbow Garden Intercession uh, Ministry, and um, Africa House of Prayer. And so I'm uh, blessed to be able to be requested to share this message. Um, Let us pray as we begin. Our Lord and our God, we want to bless you, to honor you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity, this privilege you've given us, Lord God, to be meeting in the week um, that we are in the 10 days in the run-up to Pentecost after the ascension. Lord, we commit this session in your hands. We ask that you pour out your spirit on uh, this um, convocation. And Lord, we pray for an anointing on this word that is going to be shared upon the lips that are going to speak it and share it, upon the ears that will hear it, upon the hearts that will receive it, upon the systems that are going to convey it. Have your way, take your place, Lord, for we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope I'm being heard. Am I being heard? Okay, wonderful. So um, my topic is uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit as fulfilled prophecy. Outpouring of the Holy Spirit as fulfilled prophecy. And um, the key scriptures are Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 29, uh, which we are familiar with, that prophecy of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit but also Acts chapter 2, verses 17 to 21, uh, which, which was a repetition, Peter's repetition of what um, um, Joel had prophesied. Now, in preparing this message, <laughs> the Lord made me reflect on the fact that um, the Holy Spirit was poured out on men 2,000 years ago, and yet in my country, Uganda, which is in the heart of Africa, we did not get to know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob until more than uh, 1,800 years later, 1,800 years after the Holy Spirit was poured out. Even worse, um, I saw on this platform somebody two, three days ago, um, one of the the brethren here from Iran um, shared Um, with us that um, less than 0.5% of the population in Iran have encountered God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, who was poured out on men in Jerusalem. You know, this is what came to my mind, that the Holy Spirit was poured out on men or on man in Jerusalem, a city that's only a couple of hundred miles to the west of the country of Iran, the ancient uh, country of Persia. So the Lord made me ponder on this 
And I hope that what I share will help us answer this quandary and to be able to pray and act strategically for its resolution. Now, the nature of divine prophecy is that it has to be fulfilled uh, from what the Lord Jesus promised us in Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, when he said, when he stated that he is not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but that every little word, every little thing in the law and the prophets has to, will be fulfilled. And he is the channel through whom this fulfillment comes. But what that tells us is that all prophecy um, will be fulfilled. Now, some prophecy was fulfilled in the Old Testament times. There is some other prophecy that was fulfilled in the New Testament, Testament times. And then there is prophecy being fulfilled in the church age. And some uh, there will be some prophecy that will be that will come to pass in the end times. I know we are in the end times, but even after us. Uh, so indeed, there are even uh, prophecies that have been or will be fulfilled in multiplicity two or more times. And so the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, was prophesied a number of times in the Old Testament, uh, very powerfully by the prophet Joel, who proclaimed that I will, this is uh, quoting God, uh, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And um, even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's Joel chapter 2. Then two centuries later, the prophet Isaiah quotes the Lord telling Israel that I'll pour out, I'll pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I'll pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. That's Isaiah 44 verse 3. Then another uh, prophet, Zechariah, this is what he proclaimed, um, that uh, I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and of supplication, bitter, bitter weeping of uh, firstborn, Zechariah 12, 10. So that was really directly speaking to Jerusalem because we know, of course, that's where the Holy Spirit was poured out. And so it is the word of God as pronounced and recorded by Joel that uh, Peter proclaims in his great sermon after the spirit had been poured out and the people gathered in Jerusalem that day, which is the first major uh, event in church history. And we have 3,000 conversions that are recorded and the church is established. Now, at this point, the church age was a new era. Hitherto, the Holy Spirit had been a rare gift um, that was only given to a few people and usually for only short periods of time. For instance, when Saul was anointed king of Israel, the Holy Spirit came upon him. First uh, Samuel uh, chapter 10, verse 10. But when God removed his blessing on Saul, then the Holy Spirit left Saul. First um, uh, Samuel 16, verse 14. Elsewhere, 
we see that Saul's successor, David, prays that God does not take the Holy Spirit from him. Psalm 51. Now, at that time, the Holy Spirit came for specific missions or periods of time in individuals' lives and ministries. However, at Pentecost, he was poured out on all believers in Christ, and he came to stay. The Holy Spirit came to stay. After Pentecost or at Pentecost, he came to stay. So this marked a major change in the Holy Spirit's work. And he has never gone back. The Holy Spirit has never gone back. I mean, while we think of and pray to God the Father who art in heaven, and we also we pray through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who died, was buried, resurrected, and ascended to heaven, where he seated at the right hand of the Father, the Holy Spirit is here with us. And of course, God the Father and God the Son manifest themselves or their power through the Holy Spirit. And so, he is here with us. He's never gone back. He's never been withdrawn. And so, God revealed himself to us in creation. Then he revealed himself to us in Jesus on earth as his son. And now he reveals himself to us through his spirit, bringing understanding of the word, which is Jesus. That is the Trinity. They are God, but they each are a person distinct from the other with different ministries, which are harmonized perfectly and completely in holiness in one. And so for the Holy Spirit to come, Jesus had to ascend to heaven, even as he promised. This is what he promised in uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 7. That, But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. John 16, 7. So it was necessary for, for the ascension to happen for the Holy Spirit to come. It was necessary. It was necessary. And so that is why we marked, um, that is what we marked as Ascension Day a few days ago, 40 days after his resurrection, which at which point we began this uh, prayer initiative. That's why we call it 10 uh, Pentecost. It's the 10 days to Pentecost. And so, of course, yeah, we need to remember that uh, Pentecost happens after 50 days, 50 days after his resurrection, hence the word Pente. And so the ascension was the physical departure of Christ from earth to heaven. Pentecost was the pouring out of his spirit from heaven to earth, marking the birthday of the church. So we have a departure, a physical departure of Christ from earth to heaven. And then we have the reverse. With Pentecost, we have the reverse. And so what you see here is that ascension was from here up. Then 
Pentecost was from up to down. So it's the same action, but in reverse. And so in between, um, the, 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 um, the, the, um, the resurrection and the uh, ascension, the 40, the 40 days symbolize preparation and transition. So 40 days from resurrection to ascension were like the mopping up, the uh, final preparations like in mock examination in, uh, in, in East Africa, before you do your final exams to take you from uh, uh, primary school or elementary school to, to uh, uh, secondary school or what as many of you call high school, we do mock exams and then we do the final exam. So, so that's how it goes. And so we get an assurance of the, uh, of the resurrection uh, in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, um, which includes uh, the, the witness, the hand witness of uh, Thomas. So in this time of the uh, disciple Thomas, in this time, Jesus was giving his disciples who were soon to be apostles. They become apostles after he has ascended. And so at this point, they were still disciples. Uh, he gives them instruction about their work in the kingdom to be witnesses in Judea, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And so these days, these days were for the instilling of confidence for ministry. 40 days of transition for Pentecost were uh, when everything would change. And so let's look at two aspects of the, of the spirit. The outpouring of the spirit is different from the feeling of the spirit. The outpouring was a unique, was unique, was a unique coming of the Holy Spirit to earth. The feeling happens whenever we, you and I, are surrendered to God's control of our lives. For we are commanded to be filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5.18. Now, in this regard, it is possible. I want to make the emphasis that the Holy Spirit, when he was poured out on us, he has never gone back. He's still with us. And so, in, uh, in this regard, it is possible for the believer either to be filled with the Spirit, okay? or to quench the spirit, 1 Thessalonians 5.19. So you are either filled with the spirit or you quench the spirit. So in either case, the Holy Spirit remains with the believer as opposed to the Old Testament when the Holy Spirit would come and go. And so the, spill, the, 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 uh, the filling of the spirit comes as a direct result of submission to God's will and the, the quenching of the spirit in us is a direct result of rebelling against God's will. And so the church has already begun. The apostles have already laid that foundation, uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 2 verse 20. So once the Holy Spirit has come, he's not gone, he's, he's still around. So the outpouring of the Spirit is a completed prophecy that ushered uh, ushered in the uh, church age and the new covenant in which all believers are given the Holy Spirit is given to us. So we either remain filled with him or we quench him. We live in, uh, in obedience or, or rebellion, which 
which is the quenching. So let's remember that this prophecy <clears throat> of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is central and is in the center. It is central and it's in the center of the prophecies of the seven appointed times of God, the seven feasts. God speaks of them prophetically in Leviticus 23 when he speaks to Moses in instructing the Israelites on collective holiness. The seven feasts are collective holiness. And in the middle, in the center of them is the Feast of Weeks or the, or the Feast of Pentecost. And so he, God instructs that the Feast of Weeks or the harvest is proclaimed as a holy convocation to meet before the Lord. And so the people who witnessed the Spirit being poured out in Jerusalem had indeed gathered for the Feast of Weeks from different parts of the world, <clears throat> okay? Which is why the scripture records of the witnesses to the outpouring. This is what is, is recorded. That now in, 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 uh, in, uh, in Acts chapter two, uh, beginning verse five, that now they are staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound of the pouring out of the spirit, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each one of us hears them in our native tongue? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own languages. And so the Feast of Weeks or Harvest was one of the three annual feasts uh, to the nation of Israel scattered in other lands than when they were to come up to Jerusalem. An offering of first fruits was made. And so when the Holy Spirit came on this day, he was the first fruit of the believer's inheritance. It is an inheritance that has not been withdrawn nor taken away, just like the grace offered by and in Jesus Christ has neither been withdrawn nor taken away. Now, that inheritance can be accessed through fellowship with the Holy Spirit, which is why we pray that prayer that the grace, which is drawn from Second uh, uh, Corinthians 13, 14, may the grace of our Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit means he's here to fellowship with us. So similarly, the love of God, the Father is always there for us. And so we access it through fellowship with the Holy Spirit who has never gone away. Now, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit gave us something permanent in fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy and in realization of Jesus' promise to send us one who will lead us in all truth. Our challenge then is in being filled, which is different uh, to the outpouring. The feeling means that whenever we, uh, uh, that whenever we are surrendered God's control of our lives, then we are filled. We are commanded in Ephesians 5.18 to be filled with the Spirit. 
And in this regard, it is therefore possible for the believer either to be filled or to be quenched. I think I mentioned that. So um, we have to submit to God's will. That is when we are filled. The Holy Spirit is always around. He just wants to fill us. And so today, as we experience it today, can then be said to, meet, to be an amalgam of the two, the outpouring and the filling. How is that? The outpouring was done just as um, prophecy predicted and Jesus pledged. Since on his appointed times, you know, the appointed times, the feasts, since on his appointed times, the heavens open and there is divine visitation, then there is, you know, when the, the, the entire infrastructure of heaven becomes available to this, when there is an angel ministry that is activated, um, and uh, according to John uh, chapter 1, verse 51, when this is at this time when specific prayer reaches God, it is when apostolic in, uh, commissionings emerge, it is when the voice of the Lord will rattle every cage, it's when revelation will pour forth. It is, it's at this point that God becomes even more real. And so we can expect, uh, brothers and sisters, that um, on Pentecost Day, there will be an immense feeling of the Holy Spirit. We just need to be expectant. And so when divine prophecy comes to pass, it follows then that the blessings promised thereof in that prophecy will begin to manifest. So what we see with Pentecost, what we see with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is that people began to turn to the Lord, beginning with the 3,000 who were baptized and added to the apostles' number. Now there followed, after that there followed great evangelism, there followed apostolic ministry, there followed um, the teaching of the word, there followed the, uh, the pastoring of churches, mighty miracles happened and the church grew. So what this shows us, uh, brothers and sisters, is that relevant ministries, relevant ministries, when prophecy has come to pass, relevant ministries, and in this case, the rest of the fivefold ministries should align alongside the prophecy so as to propel that prophecy forward and see to it that that prophecy uh, has its due impact. And so a key reason the gospel, okay, which is the practical benefit uh, of Pentecost, okay, the reason it took 1,800 years to come to the heart of Africa, the reason, okay, a key reason, it's not the only reason, a key reason why the benefits of that dramatic fulfillment of the great prophecy of Pentecost, okay, why it has not yet had impact in Asia, in Iran, which is just a two-hour flight, two-hour flight from Jerusalem, two-hour flight from Jerusalem. The impact, there is no benefit, there is no impact of the gospel, of, of the power uh, of what was poured out on us. It's because there is an, a misalignment of four of the five 
ministries in that geographical space, in the geographical space that is called Iran, the nation of Iran, and there are many others around. And of course, you can say that about all other places in the world. So the Holy Spirit, it was poured out 2,000 years ago, is not gone away. But there is a limit. There is, call it a geographical limit or, or whatever. Anyway, there's still a limit to the impact that it has. And yet what we see in the book of Acts, once we move on from chapter two, through the rest of the chapters, we see that the power that was poured out in Jerusalem that day, that power is what propelled the four, the other four ministries, the apostolic ministry, the, uh, evangel the, 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 the ministry of evangelism, the ministry of teaching, the teaching of the word, the ministry of, of pastors. And so we need an alignment. <clears throat> Otherwise, the prophecy remains fulfilled, but then it remains, the, the, the prophecy is still fulfilled, but it remains of limited impact. And so today, you and I can still see the benefit, um, can still see and we can still benefit from the impact of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It is, why is that? It is because of the commitment of many workers in the vineyard of the Lord, wherever you are. Now, these workers are needed to propel the prophecy where the power of the provided Holy Spirit is still only latent. It made me think of a television, of a TV, a TV set. Um, when you switch the, the light on of a, of, a TV, of a television on the wall in your socket, normally many times <laughs> there is a little red light somewhere in the corner of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the screen. So the power, power is there in the socket. Power is there in the socket and it has come to the television. But it remains latent power <clears throat> if you do not click, if you do not click your um, uh, remote control for the, for, the, for the light to turn from red to whatever it is, green, and the screen becomes alive. And so there are places in the world, the power has been provided, like the Holy Spirit was poured out, the switch, if we may say, the Lord, the Father in heaven who provides us with the Spirit, he did his bit. He poured out. The power is there. It is available. What we need to do is to click, and then the little uh, light, red light, which shows latent power, then it becomes activated. And to take the rest of the fourfold ministry, of the, the four of the other fivefold, to fulfill, to see this prophecy to come into being, and then we shall have impact. Then the unreached people in the world, like in Iran and elsewhere, many other nations, then they will benefit from the spirit who was poured out 2,000 years ago, has been around for 2,000 years ago, and is not going to go back till the Lord Jesus comes. So the Holy Spirit is, has not parted from us. He was poured out in us permanently. And so these ministries are needed to propel prophecy uh, where the power of the provided Holy Spirit is still only latent. 
Hallelujah. That is our uh, the, the, uh, the burden that has been given to us. You and I who are living 2,000 years later, 2,000 years after the outpouring. Let's make him, let's see that he has impact in the world. Thank you very much and God bless you. Thank you so much, Brother David. What an amazing message. Be filled with the Holy Spirit.